Is obedience just for the legalist? What did Jesus mean when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, as we seek our answers from Scripture. Eddie, uh, we have been discussing obedience, legalism, grace, faith, forgiveness, and the God's plan to wipe away all our tears, uh, all these things are all wrapped together uh, in, in scripture and how we understand uh, the importance of God's law. Uh, one thing we talked about was uh, God's law is protection for us. It keeps us out of trouble. Uh, the world will want to tempt us over here and tempt us over there. And those are all uh, traps, really, they trap us into sin and death and misery. Whereas if we follow God's law, we stay on what we call the happy path. Um, it may not be happy all the time because we may have some struggles, but spiritually it will be happy. And Eddie, I think you're about to open the door on the spirit and living by the spirit. Yeah, oftentimes, I know you've heard this too, Charlie, that people will try to, in order to get rid of the letter of the law, they talk about that Jesus had us uh, keep the spirit of the law. Now, one of these examples I've been using is when Jesus said, whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her is committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, that's the, the guy that's looking upon the girl with lust in his heart. Uh, and he's, he, Jesus said he's committed adultery. People would say, well, there's, there's the spirit of the law. But <laughs> What if he went further and actually had adultery with her? That's the letter of the law. Now, which one of those would you say we could do away with? Neither. Neither. No, no. So, so it is with the rest of the laws. Uh, when a heart has been changed, we understand the spirit of the law, which is very simple. The spirit of the law has to do with loving your neighbor and loving God. If I love my neighbor, I'm not going to chase after his wife, right? If I, love my, yeah. if I love my neighbor, I'm not going to steal his uh, Mercedes Benz. I'm not going to kill him. That's, that's the spirit of the law. But that does not negate the letter of the law, which is actually stealing it. Uh, you know, so I, I believe when we're talking about obedience we're really talking about it from the context of a born-again heart the heart has not been born again yeah you can be moral and not steal and not chase after women and lie and all that but that's that's the legalistic part if you're trying to do that in order to be saved you've become a legalist but if you're doing it out of a born-again heart you've been born again and uh, that's what's most important and so, therefore, you will keep both the spirit and the letter of the law, not by your own power, but by the power of Christ. Yeah. You know, Eddie, when you talk about the spirit of the law, it struck me that in those examples, which you're pulling out of Matthew or yeah, Matthew 5, mm -hmm. uh, that the really the spirit, if you will, if it's what Jesus was saying, that sort of additional to the law. Uh, he's actually giving you a little more insight into the law, but in each case, 
it expands our understanding of the law. So the spirit, if you want to live by the spirit of law in these cases, you're actually taking on uh, much more, a much more comprehensive view of the law than if you just said you want to go by the letter, I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have this, uh, the, the, the uh, yeah. Jesus going the second mile, for instance, uh, on the second mile, he says, you have heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist evil. Uh, whoever stops you on the right cheek, turn him the also the other. Uh, how about love your enemies as yourself, right? You've heard it said to love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good things for those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Oh my goodness, this is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah those, those commandments are really get down to right. the heart of the matter, right. which is the heart and the spirit. Right. And I'm, I, 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 I have trouble with these, you know, yeah. I think yeah. most of us will, will, will tell you, confess that we have trouble with these. And what does it do when you have trouble? It, it drives me to God. And I say, God, I'm having trouble here. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just like when the disciples said, increase our faith, we say, yeah, increase our faith and increase, change my heart because our nature is to be really upset that those who spitefully use you, right? <laughs> and to, uh, you know, get up there with our swords and uh, be defensive and not to pray for them and not to look for them, look up the way that God looks at them. They are people he loves and they are people he died for. And I'm going, yeah, that's, that's the vision I need uh, to understand. But you only get that from Jesus. Yeah. You know, in these political times that we live, I think uh, Christians are really tested a lot about whether they're going to love the other person on the other side of the aisle there. And uh, I think this is probably one of the, well, I've been around a long time, and I don't ever remember uh, as much hate as I've seen. And maybe it's because we have a platform for hate now <laughs> with the social media, et cetera. Charlie, there's a couple of verses that talk us about sin. And I think that's the problem in today's society. We don't know what sin is anymore. Well, here's a definition from 1 John 3, 4. Whosoever commits sin transgresses the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Okay, there's your, there's your definition. Uh, like you say, Charlie, how could this be any clearer than that? Yeah. When we sin, it's because we've transgressed the law. Now, the, if the law has gone away with, we can't sin, right? Right. <laughs> but the law is still there. It's still sin to murder, kill, cheat, lie, all that stuff. Uh, there's another definition about sin. Uh, it's actually the reverse of this. Whoever abides in him, that's Christ, does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So sinning is a great litmus test for whether you're abiding in Christ and know him and have seen him. Because whosoever, like John also says, uh, whoever says that they uh, love God and yet breaks his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So how we... Uh, relate to this question of sin tells us a lot about ourselves. Uh, I, I think these are very straightforward, but there's, there's a little bit of hidden here. 
Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, there's a you know I think the parallelisms uh, being used is interesting, and, and parallelisms are common in the Bible, right? Uh, where they'll say one thing and then they'll say it again in a, in a slightly different way. And so, yeah, sin is a transgression of law, and whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So that's telling you, oh, when I'm walking with Jesus, which is in verse 6 of 1 John 1, when I'm walking with Jesus, uh, it's going to be, I can no longer be sinning. I won't be because I'll be walking with him, and he's not going to walk off the path to where sin is. That's good. And then the reverse, right, right? Yeah, and then the reverse here is he who practices righteousness, uh, just as he is righteous, which is uh, which is seen in John seven, the following verse in the seventh verse. So we're going to practice what he practices. He practices righteousness, <laughs> and so he does not practice sin. Uh, so that goes right back to you know what you're saying earlier that uh, he's not going to be transgressing the law because he practices righteousness. So these these four or three verses we've talked about are all saying almost the exact same thing, just with slightly different ways of saying it and giving us more insight each time. It's all about walking which path. Do we walk with Jesus, which doesn't include sin, or do we walk off the path without Jesus? And I'm telling you, there's a no place scarier to be than off the path. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. I was not only off the path, I was off the reservation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, there's another verse. Uh, I'm trying to watch my clock here. Uh, yeah, we probably should. Uh, I'll bring this up next time. I wanted to read First uh, John two one, but we can do that next time. Okay, well, we'll open up with First John two one. It's a good a good cliffhanger for the next episode. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful for your prayers for answers from Scripture, and especially as we begin a new year. There are many wonderful links in the description of this podcast. Please take advantage of them. We look forward to hearing from you at afsepisodes at gmail.com. And as always, join us as we seek our answers from Scripture.